Hello and welcome to a CHI podcast for the upcoming Liquid Biopsy Conferences at Molecular Diagnostics Europe, being held this April 5th through 7th in Lisbon, Portugal. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Klaus Piantel, who is Professor and Founding Director of the Institute of Tumor Biology at the University Medical Center Hamburg-Eppendorf in Germany. The pioneering work of Professor Piantel in the field of cancer micrometastasis, circulating tumor cells, and circulating nucleic acids is reflected by more than 300 publications in high-ranking biomedical and scientific journals, and has been awarded numerous times. Liquid biopsy is something we've been hearing a lot about lately. It's become a hugely popular term in the past couple of years, especially since there are so many technologies that are enabling more sensitive detection. So my question for you is, the technology is there, but it's still not a technique that's standard of care. And I'm wondering why you think that is. Well, there are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, there are very high hurdles to bring a new technology into standard of care. You have to really prove that it has clinical uh, utility, and this really means that you have to test a new technology and validate a new technology in larger scales clinical trials. And then you have to go through the approval uh, process, which uh, usually takes two to three years, for example, for the FDA. And all of that requires really also substantial financial investments. And this is usually underestimated when somebody has a new technique that was developed and the first couple of publications are really on the screen. But from there to really introduce diagnostic tests into standard of care is really quite a long and expensive way to go. And that is really probably one of the reasons why so far so many biomarker and biomarker tests have been really published over the past years, not only for liquid biopsy, but also for liquid biopsy. And so little actually is arriving in the clinic or in the daily diagnostic routine in the cancer field. More specifically for the liquid biopsy, I guess that it would be very important to show how it really changes the management of cancer patients and particularly how to treat cancer patients. And I guess we are still at a point right now where new technologies are evolving, more and more sensitive technologies to pick up, for example, ctDNA. But the key question is really how do they contribute to better management of cancer patients, and in that, of course, context, and particularly to better treatment or more effective treatment of cancer patients. And I guess we are still waiting for large-scale studies with clear outcomes, for example, benefit of survival, benefit of you know, overall survival or reduced rate of progressions by a therapy that is guided by liquid biopsy. And for the CTC field, these studies are running. The patients are enrolled for a few years now, and we are waiting really for the results within the next two to four years. But these are large-scale studies with hundreds and hundreds of patients enrolled. But these studies are very important because at the end, you have to show that using liquid biopsy leads to an improvement of patient management and particularly also of patient survival. Now, you've touched on this a little bit already, but to really break it down simply, in addition to the large-scale studies with the CLIA outcomes, what do you think it's going to take to move this to routine clinical practice? Well, I think the key point, in my view, are really intervention studies. And these are clinical studies where you perform a liquid biopsy test, uh, whether it's ctDNA or CTC, doesn't play a role. And then you stratify the patients according to the result of your liquid biopsy tests. 
and then you perform the treatment that is based on the stratification of liquid biopsy, and you need to show that the patients do better than just doing what you did before without the liquid biopsy. So you have to really prove in this intervention study that a change of therapy based on the result of your liquid biopsy test is really improving patient survival. And these are called intervention studies and not just prognostic studies. You need these intervention studies to demonstrate clinical utility of your liquid biopsy test. I also want to ask you how you see this being applied. I think the most easy way to apply this probably, for lack of a better term, is for monitoring and treatment. So do you see it being used more for that or for early detection? Well, personally, I see the first applications that I can foresee are really for monitoring and for stratification of treatment or of making treatment decisions. Early detection, I see a little bit more appearing later, but we can discuss that later on because early detection is, of course, the holy grail. Everybody with a blood test wants to do early detection, but there are quite some hurdles to overcome. I see more realistic that... The first applications that go into diagnostics or routine diagnostics are really in the field of using sequential analysis of liquid biopsy to monitor the efficacy of a treatment and then secondly to use this information from liquid biopsy to decide which kind of therapy or which kind of switch of therapy is required. And I do want to talk more about that early detection. I think there's a lot of debate around the viability of that. And I'm wondering where you stand on early detection. Well, early detection, of course, attracts many, many people and the media, of course, because there is still the dream that we can detect cancer very early and our current tests for early detection are not so specific and not so good. So, for example, in lung cancer, there is a big need for early detection because most of the tumors are detected at a rather late stage. But the question, of course, behind early detection is you have to have a test with a very high sensitivity and a very high specificity. In particular, the specificity is also very important because if you do want to do early detection, you want to screen a whole population of people, let's say 100,000 people that you screen. And if your specificity is not very high, if it's not really over 98 or 99%, you have a lot of false positives, which means you make a lot of healthy people into a cancer person, or you have to do a lot of, let's say, imaging analysis and additional analysis to disprove that this person is really a cancer person. So I guess that the requirements for a test in terms of sensitivity and specificity are much higher if you go to early detection and you also need to analyze much higher number of individuals, individuals at risk, normal control individuals, and then you have to follow them up over some time to really see which of these individuals actually develop cancer. So that really probably already tells you that the effort is much higher, the financial, I mean, of course, investment is much higher, and also the extent of studies and duration of studies probably is much higher if you go for early detection. The second thing is if you go for early detection in, for example, lung cancer, it's probably okay, you need to do something. But if you detect more prostate cancer patients, you still don't know what to do with this information because many men develop prostate cancer, even occult prostate cancer, but they die on something else. 
So even if you detect a tumor very early, it may not mean necessarily that you do better for mankind. Just for some tumor types that are very aggressive, such as lung cancer or pancreatic cancer, early detection is obviously something you want. For other cancer types, such as prostate cancer, it's more important to distinguish between the tumors that kill patients and the tumors that are less aggressive. So I think that with early detection, even if you finally manage to do it, not all the problems of what to do with cancer and cancer patients are finished. It sounds like it will definitely be a huge effort. And I finally want to ask you where you see the future of this field headed. Well, I feel that there is an obvious need to have a blood-based test for better monitoring of cancer patients and looking at the individual evolution of the tumor in an individual cancer patient. So it goes directly into the direction of personalized medicine because we need to know more about how does this tumor disease changes during therapy in an individual patient. And then we have to tailor our treatments more to the individual needs and individual changes in the patient. So I feel there there is a very, very obvious need and also some very, very encouraging results already published that this kind of better personalized medicine can become reality in the near future. Again, that was Dr. Klaus Pantel of the University Medical Center, Hamburg-Eppendorf. You can hear more from Dr. Pantel and other leading liquid biopsy researchers this April in Lisbon. For more information and to register, visit molecularDXEurope.com.